The big question is this, how do we live a life that is unapologetically ours? The summer of 2020, I was struggling. I was facing bankruptcy as my reselling empire was crumbling around me due to the financial constraints caused by COVID-19. I decided to stop trying to hold the weight of the world on my shoulders and get free. I sold off everything, I bought a first class ticket to Mexico, and with no source of income and only a few thousand dollars, I went on an adventure. What happened next? Well, my name is Keely Swicky, and welcome to Tacos and Tattoos. Hey, welcome to another episode. Uh, Kelsey's leaving tomorrow, and I'm a little sad. I won't see her for two weeks, and then I will see her in Phoenix for her retreat. I'm really excited to be helping her with that. And then we're gonna go to the embassy or the consult, they call it the consult, Mexican consult, and try to apply for our residency, our temporary residence here, which super excited about. It's about time we do that. But today, because she's leaving tomorrow, they, like, it wasn't the plan. We were going to go to a birthday party of a friend of her boyfriend's, but then that party got canceled, and they decided to just hang out at home or drink or something. I don't know. We were like, eh, we're just going to do something. So they surprised us and came over to my house while I was making dinner, so I had dinner with us. And during this dinner, there was... Um, right at the end got on this conversation of having kids and I have known my entire life that I just never had the desire to have kids and I remember I was like nine years old maybe I was 10 or 11 might have been 10 or 11 and I told this to my stepmom and she's like yeah well you're gonna change your mind they all change your mind. I was just like, no, I don't want to have kids. And this is carried with me my entire life. I don't know what it is, but just the, like when I see small children or babies, I'm not like, oh, I want one of those. Like, they look so cute. It's almost the opposite. Like you're at the store and you hear some kids screaming in line. And I'm just like, I always make a joke. Whoever's near me, I'm like, do you really want a kid? Do you want another kid? And so with my mom, I'll be like, you want a grandkid? And my mom just really wants grandkids. But unfortunately for her, both of her kids are, my brother and I, are both free spirits. I don't know what my brother's plan is. He might be more suburban than me, but I'm just a free spirit. And I'm like, a dog is enough work. I couldn't imagine having a kid. It's just not my thing. Just never been my thing. There's only like a brief moment for like, an hour where I was like, oh, I think I had a friend who was like, oh, we could have, and I must have been 23. Yeah, I was like 23. And she was like, oh, we could have kids together at the same time. Wouldn't that be cool? And for a brief moment, I was like a little bit internally excited about the idea of having this friendship and being able to like have kids together and like stuff. And I was like, oh, that could be fun. And then it went away within like a half an hour, an hour. It did not last long. <laughs> it ever says I'm like, I don't want kids. And so Kelsey is on the fence. She's always kind of been like, man, not really my thing. Uh, it, but recently she's been like, well, I could see it, but I don't know. I honestly wonder if it's more of like a life crisis for her uh, than just like a real pondering of the decision. But anyway, the whole point of why I'm telling this is we we both have 
boyfriends that are from Mexico. Like, they only speak Spanish. And their perspective of this is way different. And I, I don't, I honestly don't know how it kind of got, this conversation got triggered. But it started with something like, we've seen so many women that don't have jobs that are like really young and they can't support a a child and so the family supports them in this and it's very very common in Mexican culture and Kelsey's been experiencing it with um, her boyfriend's sister she doesn't have a job her boyfriend's a deadbeat and actually I think they broke up and she's pregnant and the whole family is celebrating this pregnancy and Kelsey's over here like, why are they celebrating this? Like, she doesn't have a job. The, the dad's, like, absent or, like, left or was abusive or something. And the family's going to have to support the child and her through all of this. And if you think about the cost of having a kid in the States, like, it's expensive. And there's government assistance. But here in Mexico, you don't have that. Like, the family pays for things. And... So we look at it and we're like, wow, that's a tragedy. Like now, now this woman won't have the the time or the ability to, you know, work and make make a life for herself. And so every time we get in this conversation, her and I, or every you know every time we're in a group or with our boyfriends or whatever, and this conversation comes up, it's very very different opinions on it. And so this is the first time my my boyfriend's been around to have this conversation we're normally like with just her boyfriend and her and me and we're having this conversation but it was really interesting his opinion on it because he said that when the people in Mexico like a lot of these families they don't have anything you know they barely make their rent they they make enough money for food like they don't have cars they don't have a big house they don't have fancy careers and so he said when you don't have anything it elevates the value of the family unit. He's like, then the family becomes everything and you just work to help the family. And, and I, I just was listening um, because it's a really interesting perspective for me because I, you know, we as, as Americans are so distracted by all of our stuff, right? And, and in turn, the stuff almost becomes more valuable than our family. And we see that a lot, you know, the dad's out working a lot, mom's working a lot, like the kids grow old with a babysitter or, you know, one parent's absent or whatever that looks like. We see it a lot, like it's really common in American culture. But apparently in Mexican culture, that's not as common. Like the the family unit is really powerful. Plus the kids like go to work with the parents and are like helping. It's really interesting how much time they spend together and how, you know, the unity of it. And like my boyfriend, he he has like six siblings I think and so all of the siblings take turn each week taking care of the parents for an entire week plus they're always putting in as a pool money into their parents account equally or however I don't know exactly how it works how equal it is I guess it depends on who's making more money or who can afford more or what I don't know for medicine for doctor's appointments for food all that sort of stuff and they there's no talk of a retirement center there's no talk of like 
a reverse mortgage, like the family takes care of the parents. So here, essentially, if you didn't have a large family, if you didn't have kids and you got old, you would essentially have no one to take care of you. Like it's a real thing here. Like it, there's no government assistance. So the value is placed highly on the family unit. And he, you know, we were talking and we were just like, oh, it's, you know, it's like how there's no planning. He says, well, the the crisis is in the fact that the, the women and the, the, the partners don't plan for the family. And so that's where you end up with these unexpected pregnancies because birth control here is expensive. It's like compared to the wages of Mexico, we're paying, um, for Yasmin, we're paying 480 pesos. When I first got here to Mexico a year ago, I paid 280 for it. It has gone up 200 pesos in the last year. I don't know what the reason is for it, but slowly but surely now it's up 200 pesos. So let's see, 480 is basically $25. Like while that's not a lot of money because that was like my copay on it before Obamacare, uh, but I, I was paying like $30 for it in the States, but compared to wages, that's really expensive and you cannot afford to put your teenage daughter on birth control, nor is it really like socially acceptable here. I mean, there's a lot of Catholics and whatnot. So there's a lot of teenage pregnancies. We've seen a lot of 12, 13, 14 year old girls that are pregnant and, or have very small children. And to me, it's a tragedy. Like I was raised And that's just my, that's judgment. That's me passing judgment on people where I don't understand their situation. Because for me, my mom made it clear that it was probably the most shameful thing that I could ever do to her and myself was to get pregnant at a young age. Like that was like ingrained in me through like all of my upbringing and all of the things I saw and just everything like you don't become it's you don't get pregnant like don't become pregnant and so it's really interesting to see here because the families will celebrate the pregnancy even in a young in a young girl and Kelsey and I are just over here like what (laughs) but when he explained it he's like you know the mindset is on the family unit like the family is more valuable than the money because to us, we're just like, why? Kids are expensive. Like, you can't have a kid when you aren't making any money. Like, you can't support your family. You can't support your child. You can't give them a better life than you because you don't have it. And he said the crisis in that they don't plan. And it's also the mindset that the family is more valuable than the money. And so when a new child comes in, it's an expansion of the family and it makes the family more valuable. And it's just different. Like, it's not passing judgment on that ideology or saying it's right or wrong. It's just different. But it's something to reflect on. And, and it caused me to look at myself because my family is very small. I don't, I haven't seen my dad in two years. He doesn't even know I'm in Mexico. Like, he doesn't send me emails. I have to make an appointment to try to call him. Like, I just basically gave up on that whole thing. Uh, because it just made me feel so sad and so like cast aside like not important to have to make appointments and oh just everything else so I don't have my dad it's just my my grandma died this uh this summer so I went back for her funeral but it's just my my mom and my brother and I so I have a very very small family 
So to me, I ha- I don't have a huge support system. So really, me being able to be self-sufficient and being able to earn sufficient money and have you know massive life purpose. My purpose is not to support the family unit because my family unit is really small. So my purpose is to do something that seems more expansive to me. But to them, they're like, why would you do that? We have everything we need. We have the family unit. So it's just different. I wanted to share that with you guys because um, I know some, if I were to share this in a TikTok, I would just get like a crazy amount of hate because people can't look outside of their own their own judgment or their own ideology about how life should be um so it's just really interesting when I get a chance to hear inside of another culture because it really we are so our our thoughts of what's right and wrong are so swayed by our culture and our and our parents belief it's just it's just different I like to use that it's not right or wrong it's just different and that's Kind of a mindset you have to adopt when you're a nomad and you're in different places and different cultures being immersed in different lifestyles. There is no right and wrong. It's just different. So let me know if you guys thought that was interesting. Maybe I rambled on too much, but I appreciate you guys following my journey and feel free to connect with me on Facebook or Instagram. And as always, much love and I'll talk to you guys later. Want to turn your passion or skills into an automated online business so you can live wild and free? I want to show you exactly what I did in the first month of starting my business that took me from no income to over $7,500 in sales in less than 45 days. With this information, you can have the confidence to radically change your life, live anywhere in the world, and build the life of your dreams without an actual job. Go to rebelfunnels.com slash PDF to download the free Digital Nomads Guidebook and start living wild and free today.